Good morning. Welcome, welcome to worship this morning here in person at Sydney United Methodist Church and those viewing us online. If you turn to the back of your bulletin for the announcements, Thursday, May 18th, there's a church council meeting at 7 p.m. Looking further down for the charge, today there's a vote on the church's affiliation. There is an insert in your bulletin with some various choices. Please circle your choice and put it in the offertory plate. There's a district conference today at the Grove Avenue United Methodist Church in Moxham at 3. Next Sunday, May 7th, is Holy Communion, and Mother's Day is the following Sunday on the 14th. Are there any other announcements this morning? If there are none, let us please stand and join in singing our hymn of holiness, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, number two. Affirmation of faith, we will have a responsive reading of Psalm 23. In the Pew Bibles, it's found in the Old Testament on page 473 or on the screen behind me. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of 
Please be seated, and will the children come forward for the children's message? Out of window, they don't show where a window is here. 
And uh, I forget what the rave raven did, but then it was, it was a sign for Noah to send out a dove. And the dove went out and came back and had a leaf in its mouth, a limb in its mouth. And Noah knew then that he could, he could dock the boat. <laughs> he didn't dock the boat. He waited for the water to come down, and it came down so much that the boat just landed and stayed there. And then Noah let, let the, his, his family out and uh, the animals out, all the animals out because of the flood. So that's, that's the story of, uh, of uh, Mr. Who? Mr. Noah. So when anybody asks you, how many people were lived through the flood? The answer is eight. Now, let me get the, uh, the, the sweets. Did you remove all the chocolate? Nope. Nope. Hey, take whatever you want, but leave the chocolate alone. Take the milk, milk bed. They stick to your teeth. I don't like those. Lollipop. Oh, a lollipop. You better have a nice cherry lollipop. Good boy. The chocolate is intact. Please stand if you are able and join in singing the hymn of grace. His name is Wonderful, number 101.
Let us pray. Almighty God, shield of the oppressed, hear us as we pray for the friendless and the lonely, the tempted and the unbelieving. Be merciful to those who suffer in body and mind, to those who are in danger or distress and who have suffered loss. Let your love surround the infirmed and the aged. Be especially near to those who are passing through the valley of death. May they find eternal rest and life at ever and at evening time. Dear Lord, we ask for forgiveness for our going astray from you and for the choosing our way over your way this past week. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, military, especially our first lieutenant, Carl Smith, health workers, firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country and our community and church. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth and continue to offer them encouragement. We pray for the unsaved and believers because we're concerned about their, their uh, next, next life. We ask that they be saved before it's too late. May we hold fast to the values we have been raised with and hold in our hearts concerning our country, which are being deliberately challenged. May we remember that in the Bible it says that God created man and woman. Let us get back for following what the Bible tells us. We offer our prayers to those who feel they were born in the wrong body. God doesn't make mistakes. We pray for the safety of our country in what's becoming a more hostile world as time moves on. We pray for unity within our country, within our state, within our community, and with, with our neighbors. We pray for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. Now, if there was a name that had come to the Spirit while we were while we were praying, let them say those names out loud now. Joe. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Spiritual healing is God's work of offering personal balance, person's balance, harmony, and wholeness of body, mind, spirit, and relationships through confession, forgiveness, and reconciliation. 
The greatest healing of all is the reunion of a human being with God. For the Christian, the basic purpose of spiritual healing is to renew and strengthen one's relationship with the living Christ. May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We have come to lift up our brothers and sisters before the Lord that they might receive healing. Let those who seek God's healing open their hearts to the Spirit of the Lord and please feel free to come forward. But do we have anybody who wants to be uh, anointed uh, today? Well, please come forward. Unless you have to stay back there. If you have to stay back there, I'll come. No, it's no problem. Let us pray. Oh God, the giver of health and salvation, we give thanks to you for the gift of oil. As your holy apostles anointed many who were sick and healed them, so pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on this gift, that those who in faith and repentance receive this anointing may be made whole. Amen. Now this is just, this is just a, a spirit of healing. I can't cure you of your uh, ills or whatever. Okay? Although I can try. So I anoint you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. May your spiritual road that you are on, this will help you, hopefully, with that, with that journey. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay? All right. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we pray that those who came forward may be comforted in their suffering and made whole. When they are afraid, give them courage. When they feel weak, grant them your strength. When they are afflicted, afford them patience. When they are lost, offer them hope. When they are alone, move us to their side. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, when the plates come out, that's when you're supposed to be putting your ballot in uh, onto what path are we going to follow. That's, uh, that's your choice. And I think, although I can't see into the future, that this may be the last vote that uh, will have to be taken. Voting season will be over with. It's been on since the November. So, would the, usher, would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts and blessings, and votes.
gracious God in heaven, we thank you for this to be able to worship you on this fifth Sunday in the month, month of April. We thank you for this, dear Lord. We thank you for the two young boys who are presenting our tithes, our gifts, our offerings to you so you can help, run, help with the running of the church here in Sydney and with spreading your word throughout the area. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we all three said, Amen. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Oh, please be seated. Take your seats. Our reading today, our reading today, is the lectionary reading for today. But I'm not preaching on this reading, but I want you to hear it because it's important. It's John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And whatever Jesus says very truly, it's important. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, they may have life and have it so the so and and have it to the full. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a, a candidate going through the uh, the process, I had to appear before I had to appear many times before the uh, district committee on ministry, DCOM it's called. And they wanted to know how would you describe your calling? So I told them, I said, I think of myself as a sheepdog. And they all looked at me, a sheepdog. I said, yeah, a sheepdog has to be very aware of the shepherd. He has to respond to every single command the shepherd gives. He knows the different hands and motions. He knows the different voices that are used. The sheep has to be, the shepherd, the, the dog, the sheepdog has to be on his toes to respond instantly to when the shepherd gives him a call. And they all looked at me, and I, well, what's he talking about? So I, I didn't try to uh, explain it further. I, I thought they would know. And they were all ordained elders, which I may become. I may become ordained, but I won't be an elder, even though I'm probably older than most of the uh, uh, el elders. And remember, when I become ordained, you have to kiss my ring and call me your holiness. Can't call me other things. I know there's other names going around there. No, you can't, uh, can't, can't call me that. 
Okay, so this is, a, you can never pass up talking about Psalm 23. The, the greatest, it might be the greatest scripture in, in the Bible, Psalm 23. We all had to learn it when we were young. We had to memorize it. We had to stand up in front of the class. Every person had to say it, Psalm, Psalm 23. And we all know it, and we've said this Psalm most of our, our lives. Maybe not the one that's in the NIV, because the real version is, is in the King James Version. It's been changed since the King James Version. Today I'm going to give you a deeper meaning and I hope a better understanding of this often recited psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. This is very important to the understanding of this psalm. When you live your life by this opening phrase, then the remainder of this psalm will have more of a meaning for you. Now, the, the shepherd, what's the shepherd supposed to do? Well, he has to watch after the sheep. He leads them. Wherever he goes, they wander along with him. He has to lead them to grazing, grazing ground. Uh, he can't take them by running water because sheep are afraid of running water because if they get into it, their fur will get saturated and they'll flip over. Then you'll just see four legs floating down the river. Uh, so they're not uh, 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 very fond of moving, moving water. Uh, and he protects them from wild animals. He has to go and, and take on the wild animals to get it away using his spear, his rod, to get rid of the, get rid of the animal. And he has to go looking for strays. There's some good, good pictures out of a, a shepherd. I don't know if it's Jesus or not a shepherd on a ledge holding a, a sheep and you know I got trying to get get back up to, to the uh, uh, to, to the top and he has to watch for the health of the sheep to make sure that the sheep stayed stayed uh, uh, health, healthy healthy he he is their guide the shepherd the sheep would not know where to go if it wasn't for the for the shepherd I shall not want if you live your life by the opening phrase and realize that the Lord is your shepherd, then you will not have a need to want. Need to want. You will need them. God will provide you with your needs. God will provide you with your needs. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Not verdant, whatever they change the word to. God is not only concerned that you receive rest for and from your journey, but that you receive the proper nourishment needed for your journey just as well. Because we have to be, we have to receive nourishment for. It. Hopefully, you're getting it from uh, from this. That'll help you get through the next hour. Hopefully, it'll help you get through until next Sunday. Uh, let's see. He leadeth me beside still waters. I already mentioned that. That sheep are afraid of moving water. So David knew that. This is a psalm written by David when he was a young shepherd. And he knew sheep did not like uh, uh, running water. Whenever you see pictures of, uh, of sheep, they're usually around still water. Paintings or something like that. They're around still waters. You don't see them around a uh, waterfall and a uh, water flowing. No, you don't see that. 
And while you're on, let's see, hold on, I'm using a different symbol now. Oh, already, okay. I'm not used to that. It's in blue. Blue means to explain. God will provide for you for the protection you need while you're on your journey. We're all on a journey. We're all heading towards the same place. I hope we're all heading towards the same, the same, the same place. And we're heading in the same place with people of similar beliefs. Sim similar values. He restoreth my soul. After this current life of yours is over, God will then provide you with an eternal life that's far above your imagination. No matter what you think eternity is like or what heaven is, the streets are made of gold and, uh, you know, it's, it's all going to be beyond your imagination. So why spend time thinking about it? You're going to be surprised no matter what you run into up there. It's just going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. If you live by that opening phrase of the Lord as your shepherd, then God will lead you on the right path to become more like him righteous. You will be living a life that is morally right. That's what you have chosen to do in this vote that we've gone through, this six-month process. And it's not over now until August 1st. But I think this is the last vote that will have, that will have, to, be, will have to be taken. Uh, you have decided to do that. You've shown that. You've shown that throughout the entire process from the end of October until today. And you're to be congratulated on that. Because there are few in the Johnstown district, there are few who have decided to go uh, another path which is not leading a righteous life. I mean, you can, but you can also have leaders who are not leading a righteous life. Which, which you have decided you don't want. You want leaders, whether it's a pastor or whether it's the leaders of the church, live a moral and a righteous life. And you're to be congratulated on that. Look what's happening all around society. And it, it, this is being canceled, that's being canceled, this is being that, 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 that. It's all going downward. But we're not. You're not. I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, we're going, you're going upward. You're taking some more steps in your path to become righteous. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Did I already read that one? If you live by the opening phrase of the Lord as your shepherd, that's key, then God will lead you on the path of righteousness. Yes, to become more like him, righteous. You will be living a life that is morally right. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow of death doesn't necessarily mean dying. It just means going through a rough time. A difficult circumstances. It doesn't mean that you're on your deathbed dying. That's, a, that's the valley of the shadow of death, but it also means other things as well. So you may go through this every day. 
especially dealing with kids in the classroom. Well, I've been there. I've gone through that valley many a times. But I'm here. I'm here. I went through that valley for 38 years. And, it was, and sometimes it was uh, uh, doubtful. It was uh, 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 doubtful. A, 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 a kid would leave the music program, and it was like, gee, what did I do wrong? Did I discourage them? Did I do this? Should I have done that? Should I have done this? And three years later, his, his sibling is in the program, brother or sister. And it's like, well, I guess, uh, I guess that was all negative thought on my part. Because why would the parent put the sibling back in the program if it was because the other one left because of me? So that was a, a, a relief. That, yes, that was. Let's see. God will be with you when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When you go through troubled times, people will provide you with the needed guidance and protection. Just what a shepherd does. Guidance and protection. The, uh, uh, Jesus, I mean the shepherd looking for sheep. I heard this from somebody, that when the, when the shepherd finds the wayward sheep, they get the sheep and break its legs. Because that's why many times you see the sheep around the shepherd's neck or he's holding it, bringing it back. That's to teach the sheep, don't do that again. And they'll heal, they'll heal on their own. I've seen it with deer back in, I can't say I've seen it in deer here in Dunlow, because I don't see any deer in Dunlow that you people all see, but they must hide when I come out of the house. Ah, there comes Reverend Bruce, hide! But in Rector, I used to feed them in the backyard. Phil would be right, right in my foot while I was feeding six, seven, eight deer. And one of them had a broken leg. And months later, months later, it was all healed. And the deer ran just like all the other, all the, all the other deer. So they, they can heal on their, uh, on their own. But here, I, I think you people make up these stories about deer. And snow. Yeah. I will fear no evil. There will be no time to fear. Evil may appear, but you will not be fearful of its appearance because God is with you. You will be protected, so there's no need to fear. There's no need to fear because God will be with you. He will protect you. And no, other, no, no matter what situation you find yourself in, he will be there. So there's no need to fear if you accept that phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. He'll be right there with you. For thou art with me. You are not alone on your journey. God is with you at all times. All time, underlined, uh, italicized, everything else, bold print, all the time. God is there with you. You may not know it. You may not sense it. It could be you're not sensing it because the fear that you have or the thought you have about the situation you're in. But God is going to protect. God is going to get you through that. How's he doing? Yeah? Denise better? Denise better? 
See, God is with them. God is going to help them uh, uh, get get through that. God is a uh, God is a, God is a, always around me until I get home. Then when I get home, other than Phil, Phil is of course a joy. Until until he uh, he's he, he's getting into this habit and he's training me. He walks around and he looks at the choices of food that he has. He just doesn't have one choice. There are two or three choices there on the map for him. And he looks at them, and next thing he'll come up and rub up against my leg or dig his claws into my, my, new, uh, uh, rock, my new recliner. And it's a, I look at him, what do you want? He wants to go out. Okay, so he goes out because he doesn't like the menu. So a couple hours later, he comes back in. He jumps up on the kitchen window, and I see him there. So I let him back in, and first thing he does, he goes to the food and checks the menu up. Walks around. A couple minutes later, he wants to go out again because he doesn't like the menu. Finally, he understands that that's all I'm going to put down. So finally, when he comes in, he finally stops by and, and eats something. And then he still wants to go out because he always wants to go out after, after he, uh, he, he eats. So he's starting to become a pain in the neck. Because I'm sitting down relaxing. Like today when I get home, you know, I'm pooped. I sit down in a chair and, and turn the TV on. Next thing I know, he's over. <laughs> he wants some food. Now, uh, Phil, I put the food down there for you. Come on, come on, get off my back. Go outside. Good, good boy. Now, this morning, he brought me a present. I'm not sure what it is, about that long. Uh, on the back porch by the door. And he looks up, he wants to come in. So I, I open the door just a little bit and he picks it up and comes towards the door. No, you're not coming in with that. So where does he lay it? Right at the doorstep. There's no way for him to get in without jumping over top of the rodent, whatever it is. And there's no way for me to get out of the door except to step over the liver and the intestines that's, uh, that's already out there. And it's like, it's been a while since he's brought me a present like that, but I, I would prefer other presents, maybe a chocolate candy bar or something like that, but not a dead rodent. Oh, my goodness. At least it was dead, because he's brought things to the back door before that were still alive, and he'd open his mouth and meow, it would it would scurry off. So I couldn't have that in the house. I'd spend the next six months trying to get that thing out of there. For, oh, let's see, the rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff of a shepherd are used to protect and guide his sheep. You are always under the protection and guidance of God. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of this, but I, I was made aware of this, that when I want to make a point, I point. So when I'm pointing, you know, Jesus always said, very truly, I tell you, you better listen because he's saying something important. If I do this, you know I'm saying something important. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. God will take care of you and see you through times of trouble. Even when, fa even when faced by your enemies, no matter who or what they may be. They don't have to be people. Who or what they may be. God will protect you. 
Thou anointest my head with oil. In David's time, oil was used to bless others or to ordain priests. They didn't do a little bit of water like I did. They pour water on top of your head, and it I mean, oil on top of your head, and it comes down into your beard and goes into your clothes, like they did with Moses' brother Aaron. Big, big thing of, of oil over his head. Not the little bit the, that that we do. We do. I don't know if we could do it that way. My cup runneth over. God has provided for you abundantly. He always provides you with more than you need. More than you need. You're always provided with that. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If you live by the opening phrase of the Lord is my shepherd, then the goodness of God and his mercy that he extends to you shall follow you all the days of your life. Isn't that comforting to know? As long as you can get your mind out of uh, your thoughts and, and worries and concerns of uh, today, of, of your life. Think spiritually. God is with you. He will always be with you. He will always protect you. He will always provide your needs, not your wants, but your needs. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you live by the phrase, the Lord is your shepherd, then you will live in the house of the Lord, here and now, as well as living there and then forever. So hopefully, you will leave here today with a deeper and more meaningful understanding of the most famous psalm in the Bible, Psalm 23, written by a young David. Let us pray. <coughs> Dear God, thank you for providing your son Jesus Christ, who is our shepherd, leading us through this life, preparing us for our eternal life with you, our Heavenly Father. Let us faithfully follow him because he will lead us, guide us, and protect us, even when we venture into the valley of death. May we come to realize after examining every part of our lives that our way is not better than the way of our shepherd. Let us follow him and be contented that he knows the way better than we do. We pray for the wisdom to realize his way is the best. In your most holy name, we pray. Now, for our, our last hymn, like we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we will sing the first two verses of hymn number uh, 309, Pass It On, and then we'll stop, then we'll have a, a benediction and a, a blessing, and then we will end the service by, sing, by singing the final verse of Pass It On. So the, it's 309, or it's on the uh, screen. Please stand.
May we all, as members of the flock, follow Jesus Christ our shepherd, for he's the only one who knows the way we are to go. Praise be to God. Let us bring our time with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to a close by singing the final verse of our hymn, Pass It On. Go and earn your day. <laughs>